So there's a lot of voices uh, speaking about these events that took place yesterday. This horrific, awful, horrible, tragic killing of six people at Covenant Presbyterian uh, here in Nashville. Obviously, it's it's you know it's it's mostly what everyone's talking about right now. And, um, uh, of course, politicians will seek to exploit this for the sake of their agendas and their you know different ideas and thoughts and stuff. There are those who are going to be taking the transgender angle and all these different kinds of things. A lot of a lot of discussion about what happened yesterday. Uh, of course, thankfully, here in, in Nashville, this is an area that when tragedy strikes, the community gathers around and um, seeks to comfort and provide and, and, and all this kind of thing. As a matter of fact, years ago when the floods happened, uh, it made national news, but the story came and went relatively quickly because there wasn't all the looting and fires and, and stealing and all that kind of stuff that so often is associated with these kinds of tragedies. People take advantage of it and, and such. And you didn't see a lot of that in Nashville. It's just not the character of this part of the country. And rather, instead, you saw a lot of people helping each other out. And and I'm, I'm sure in the days to come, we'll see more and more of that kind of thing happening here in, in, in our town as well. But, uh, but nonetheless, there's going to be a lot of people trying to explain why this happened. And, and uh, again, people will exploit it for their own agendas and that kind of thing. I, I, I kind of wrestle with even whether or not to even post on it and maybe not just kind of leave a couple of just brief things that just shared on our Telegram channel and YouTube and such and, or Facebook. But, um, so I don't really want to lend a voice to you know, just the countless people that feel like obligated to say something or whatever. I just It's not so much that I want to do that. I just would point out one thing, and I'll keep this very, very brief, and that in the midst of all this suffering, in the midst of the trying to figure out why this stuff happens, this we must remember that the warfare that this world is under is real. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, and Satan offered to give him all the kingdoms of this world if he would just bow down and worship him, uh, he said, these are mine to give, and I'll give them who I will. I'll give them to you if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus resisted that temptation. But he also didn't argue with Satan about whether or not Satan had the right to give it to who he would or whether this, the kingdoms of this world were his. They are. As a matter of fact, we know this because in Revelation, there's a point at which the kingdoms of this world now become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. Jesus called Satan the God of this world. We understand him to be the spirit of the age. And so this horrific, awful, insane tragic, what, what else can you say, is something that once again demonstrates the reality of the warfare that happens here. It's a time and space exposed example of that which is going on in, in the realm where Satan is seeking to undermine all things. It's true that God's purposes will one day bear out his perfect plans, his purposes. Jesus will return and set all the wrongs right. But right now, we're living in a time when this world's fallenness is in full display. And I say in full display, but, you know, it, it very likely could even get worse than this. And so as believers, and this is primarily, you know, who I would speak to in this, as believers, we need to recognize that when Jesus and others in Scripture talk about the reality of Satan and the spiritual warfare that takes place, we need to recognize the reality of that and to recognize that our warfare is not 
ultimately take place in the arena of flesh and blood, but rather the warfare that we wage is in the areas of the principalities and powers. You and I can't name and claim demons and cast, you know, and, and, and rebuke them and all this kind of thing. This is something that the Lord himself does. This is something that God will take care of, but he invites us to pray and to pray against that which Satan is seeking to do. And what is Satan seeking to do but to steal, to kill, and to destroy? So therefore, we need to be mindful of this very reality that we are caught up in that reality as it finds expression in time and space. Though people will try to explain why this crazy woman went in and, and, and killed. We understand she was a former student, it seems like, and she had some kind of a some kind of an issue with the school and that kind of thing. No doubt man, the manifesto will come out and we'll learn more and all this kind of thing, and it'll it'll bring some level of understanding on some level about this thing. It'll probably prod lots and lots of emotions of rage and anger and response and again there will be plenty of agendas that, that this, this will be used to try and forward but at the end of the day we need to recognize that the bible tells us that the world is going to get worse and worse and worse prior to christ's return jesus actually asked the question will the son of man find faith on the earth when he returns and i don't think that question was really meant to be understood in any other way than the fact that yes this world is going to fall further and further away and further and further into darkness when Jesus returns to establish his kingdom matter of fact we say it all the time in Revelation 19 when Jesus comes with the armies of heaven to set up his kingdom he will find a world that is gathered behind the Antichrist seeking to stop him from coming this is our world and they don't want him to come and take it back which is exactly why he didn't give in to Satan's temptation. Jesus will take these kingdoms back, but he's not going to take it by the hand of Satan. He's going to take it from the hand of Satan. And so while we're here now, these tragedies, God, I hope they stop, but I don't think they're going to. And so what we need to do as a Christian community is bind together around families that suffer this loss. There, there is a certain measure of comfort to be taken in the fact that, that this Christian school very likely uh, is a good indicator that those who were the children there and the, uh, the young people and, and even the, the adults who were killed, uh, the three uh, students and the children and the three adults who were killed, uh, you know, hopefully, very likely, I would imagine, were believers and are not suffering or not grieving right now at all. They're celebrating being in the presence of God as we speak, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Those of us left behind, and I, and I won't Though many, I've already talked to a few people that in one way or another are connected to those families that, that suffered the loss of their, their loved ones yesterday. Um, though I, I'm personally not immediately connected at all, I, I won't try to overstate that and connect myself in a way that's beyond what it is. I like, you know, everyone else in Nashville and just grieving alongside of those who lost yesterday. Um, thankfully, those who perished, those whose lives were taken are again very likely were believers that are in the presence of God right now and and not grieving at all they're celebrating their position now uh, being in the presence of God but those who are left behind are suffering and grieving greatly and for a long time are going to have to bear the burden of of the loss of the trying to figure out why many of them will even question God's goodness in this time this is a natural human emotion I was just reading in Psalm 103 this morning uh, just a reminder that God knows our frame that we're dust and but, you know, there is comfort in knowing, uh, even as Jesus said, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There in Matthew 5, verse 10. We can rejoice in knowing 
that when our time comes, we'll stand in his presence, whether it comes through tragedy or comes through natural ends. We don't grieve like those with no hope. And my hope and desire and prayer really for those families and friends that are so directly affected by the sting of the loss of these, that they would be surrounded by those who can encourage and comfort them and can stand with them and be silent with them and just be with them and help them just grieve through this and and that they would have that opportunity. Those who are suffering right now would have that opportunity to grieve without the press um, getting all in them and, and being forced to try and answer all kinds of questions. I just pray that the load they bury, they, they, they bear right now would they be able to carry it without a lot of excessive outside weight being added to it. But that they'd be surrounded by people that love the Lord, know the Lord, and can help them just sort of navigate this time. And that most of all, they feel the presence that can only come from the Lord himself, that they wouldn't just know about it, but they'd experience it personally in this time. And so I'll just close with that thought. And uh, again, I don't want to be long-winded, especially in light of all this. I'll just simply leave it there. And, and if you join me in praying for them now as we close this, uh, this time up. Father, we just want to bring these families before you. There is, on one hand, uh, an element of this that is just senseless and mindless, but on the other hand, we understand in the, in the midst of the overall context of Satan's desire to, to steal and kill and destroy, to rip apart families, to destroy lives, to, to seek to do damage anywhere he can. We know that ultimately, Lord, we don't grieve in the midst of these things as well with no hope because we understand our end as believers, that our last breath on earth will become our first breath in heaven. And we also know the end of the story, that one day you'll make right all of the wrongs. There will be justice. There will be um, uh, judgment upon those who, both Satan himself and those who do his bidding and reject you. But we thank you that there is hope in the gospel, both in terms of our immediate salvation, but also in terms of our ultimate redemption. We will stand in your presence when all of these things will pass away, when all of the grief will be wiped away along with every tear. Those tears that right now you hold in a bottle those tears will no longer be cried. There will no longer be grief and sorrow. But in your presence, there will be, even as it says in Psalm 16, just as there is right now in your presence, there will be in all of its fullness, fullness of joy. So, Father, pray, we pray together, collectively, as the body of Christ, who, will, who will gather around, at least, if not, if not in person, at least peripherally from where we are, if, if we have any opportunity whatsoever, we want to just sort of gather around them. And just ask that you would surround them and enfold them in your love and your grace and your peace. That you would uh, grant them the grace of having people come around them, the gift of people coming around them to encourage, to stand with them, to carry them, to provide meals for them, to, uh, to provide whatever they need in this time as they just bear this seemingly unbearable weight. And Father, we pray that you uh, would just bear that weight along with them and help them to feel your presence in their lives even right now that your comfort would be tangible to them, that they would understand that you're there and that you love them and you're going to carry them through this. And even though it may never make complete sense to them in this life, uh, and even though we may never have an explanation, we pray they would find great rest and peace in the promises that you give because everything in you is yes and amen. We can stand in the confidence of knowing that you will fulfill your purposes and one day you will make all things right. So, Father, we pray that, Lord, you would lift the, lift the burden, help them to have the freedom to grieve and to carry this. We thank you that those that will go through real seasons of doubt in your goodness and grace will recognize that uh, 
uh, that you're going to carry them through that and that you will provide for them the ability to come back and just enjoy your restoration. One day they'll experience times of refreshing. And Father, just be with them and carry them in this dark time. We love you, we praise you, and bless you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name.